Tom Parry. Matt Boyle. I've got two words for you. Mm-hmm. One of them is a type of animal. Okay. One of them is a type of propulsion device. Right. I know what you're thinking. It isn't Jet Cat. It isn't Sonic Hedgehog. But it is something else, Tom Parry, that is absolutely wonderful that I'm going to talk about in this week's podcast. Um, I, I don't know. Where, what could it be? Uh, grapple what dogs, maybe. You? <laughs> <laughs> You've ruined it. It's Tom about Attack. Yes, I couldn't play along with that, Matt. I knew what it was. I was, uh, I lost what to say, so I just let it slip. It's fine. Don't worry about it. I mean, to be fair, you were saving me for myself. You were saving me from having to come up with like hoist squirrel and some other things. I mean, I already. Well, you did quite well. I I thought. I mean, I got one, and then I said Sonic Hedgehog, which, to be fair, the parallels to Sonic the Hedgehog are quite pronounced in that game. But before we get into it. How are you doing, Tom? I'm doing all right. I'm 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 fairly mystified that my mic is sort of recording me at a reasonable level this week, out of the blue. That's nice. Yeah, it's not uh, peaking and all that business. It's well, actually I mean, quite low, I would say. I feel like my I cat's to... trying to get out a window. So I feel like I'm I have sure to up this recording of... volume a l- just a little bit. No, Tom, you never do. Trust me, you're always loud. Okay. Oh, it's getting inside baseball, but leave it alone, Tom. Leave it alone. We can fix it in post. It's okay. Fair dude. All that, right. Yeah. Other other than that, technical, the prowess of your machinery. How, <laughs> it's, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, so, I was just uh, saying to you before we start, saying to you before we started recording, we went to see Spider Man, uh, No Way Home last night. A little late to the party. It's been out for what's. What, seems like forever but uh, no we finally got around to seeing it the other night and i have to say very impressed really enjoyed you. it yeah as, I mean, as I you said, did say yeah it's a 10 in my eyes i've seen it twice i still stand by that number i think it is a i think it is the best spider-man film i don't oh, even wow. really like okay. peter parker ah yeah i, I mean like i wouldn't go as far as calling it a 10 but i do uh, probably more an eight Oh, come on. Do you know why I feel like that? Because I think, you know, as good as it was, it was really good. I think I just like my film simpler. the pure In their purest form. You know, like, the original Spider-Man film, I also gave an 8 as well. But I like something about that, if you compare it to this new one, was it was pretty straightforward. I think films I... have got a little bit more throwing everything in the kitchen sink at you nowadays. And I would say Spider-Man No Way Home is a little guilty of that. Yeah, it's incredibly oh, entertaining. Oh, come off it. Yeah. It is not that complicated. And not that it's like... complicated, just it throws a lot at you, I think. Okay, fair. But, but I think wonderful that none moments. of that is a misstep. I don't think it throws anything that like completely 
distorts that film in any way or makes any of the choices made by any of those characters less meaningful. If anything, I think by them throwing a lot at you, you're actually yeah. getting a lot more of enjoyment out of it. It's Which, think, to be fair, yeah. is kind of what I want in a Hollywood blockbuster. Oh, yeah, very like, well thought out. I mean, the whole storyline really works and uh, it doesn't just feel like they're doing things for the sake of doing them. There's a reason behind everything. There's a reason behind... Um, why things happen yeah i i think that film is great i think if you have any interest in the marvel cinematic universe which i know a lot of people are very tired of and to be fair i'm kind of with you i still think this is a very good film i think if you've seen the previous spider-man films over the years as well you will get a lot out of this i, I feel like spider-man film has been consistent I, I know some people aren't fans of the amazing spider-man the made spider-man too i don't know if you feel that way but i enjoyed the no. both of them I I don't really like the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies. Oh, you I don't really? No, I wasn't really a fan of them. At the I time would say either. those first two were rock solid. Now I haven't seen Spider-Man three for a while. I remember it not being quite as good. I know some people have very strong opinions on that film. I'm not one of them, but yeah, uh... I'm not one of them. <laughs> yeah, I I think those. Those films are of a time that actually the Eternals, when I watched that, hearkened back to. I I think, you know, Spider Man and the original X Men movies, I don't dislike them. I don't think they're really that bad, but I think a lot of Superman and everything else that came before the the first Iron Man movie for me. I kind of take with a pinch of salt of like, well, this this genre was finding its feet. I don't necessarily think they're bad movies, but they're not really anything I want to watch again. Really? You know, yeah. you don't like like a... ever watch Batman or Superman, the original films? I, uh... We went <sighs> back to them the... quite recently. I mean, I watched Superman like most years. <laughs> you know, cause you it's one love of my Superman, favorites. though. It's one of your favorite films, I was yeah. going to say. like, I like the original Superman. I think it's good. I have no nostalgia for the Tim Burton Batman movies, and so I I think they're okay. Yeah, I, 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 you know, but again, I think they're of an age. I think they are trying to do something with that genre that hasn't been quite that defined yet. But I don't think that's a bad thing necessarily, as long as they do it good. You know, they do it in their own yeah, style. No, they absolutely. do it good. They've certainly found a template nowadays for superhero films, and they don't often veer from that template. Uh, what I do think about the tone of the Spider-Man film was it knows what it is. It knows it's a comic book movie, and it's yeah. fun. You know, It has its yes. dramatic moments, but it also always remembers that it's a fun comic book-style film, and, and that, 100%. I think, is uh, really fantastic. It doesn't go too dark. It doesn't go like the, um, what do you call them? What's his name? That director who did the more recent Batman films. Christopher Nolan type Batman films. Oh, but that's I Batman. I don't think you can apply yeah. that to, to Spider-Man, can you? No, and I mean, like, Marvel have tried to break the mould of what they make these superhero movies like. Like, the Thor movies always try to be too self-serious, and it never really works. Well, the first couple were, but then sort of the third one wasn't. Ragnarok, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then, like, Ragnarok had to spend half the movie kind of undoing all of the shit from the other movies so i'm really looking forward to the next thor movie yeah because then it'll just be taika watiti doing what he does mm -hmm. and that'll be great yeah but we're not here to talk about films uh we're not i feel no. we do this uh more often lately uh i've played a few games but 
not many, and not many new ones, I'm afraid, this week. Uh, but I have a few things to talk about. But we'll go back, rewind to uh, Grapple Dog, shall we? Yes. No, not to use film metaphors, but we will rewind. <laughs> um, I've been playing Grapple Dog. Oh, have um, you? <laughs> I have, yes. This is a game that came to my attention via the old Twitter bobs. And a couple of, actually, Japanese developers I follow were talking about wanting to buy European points cards so they could purchase this game called Grapple Dog. And I was like, well, if people are willing to go through that effort, maybe this is worth checking out. And so I kind of got into that quite early. And I, I have to say, I really, really like Grapple Dog. What um, is Grapple Dog, Matthew? Grapple Dog is a 2D action platformer. Um, made actually by one solo dev, I think. Um, published by, I believe their name is Medallion or Metal Games. I'm just going to quickly look this up. I should have written these things down. I had them in my head and then I ended up going to a game market that I'll talk about in a minute. You said a game market, didn't you? A game market, <laughs> yes. It was, it was technically a toy market, but I bought games. Yeah. Therefore, it's a game market. Um. Yeah, the Grapple Dog is essentially a 2D side-scrolling platformer. Um, the developer was actually quite good at getting out there and saying, hey, these are the games that I played during this. Mm-hmm. And so he actually has a, a list of platformers um, that he did. The guy's name is um, Joseph Gribbin. Um and Grapple Dog is uh, a fantastic side-scrolling game, as I said. I'm going to stop saying those words over and over again. Tom Parry, um, what if I told you right? Um, this game has the aesthetics of a Yoshi's Island, um, but plays very much like a Sonic game. I looked and at had... it and I thought, you know, Go Go Beckham. Yes, I mean, it's definitely in that same vein, but I mean, like, Go Go Beckham is clearly <laughs> riffing off Yoshi's Island. <laughs> Um, it, it, it's just really, it's a nice game. The writing is good in it because there is a little bit of story. Um, you are, essentially, you are playing as a cute little papa and you are tricked by a robot into essentially freeing him from some something that's happened in the world as a setup that there is a a great inventor and he made loads of wonderful technology stuff but then he went mm-hmm. too far and he made something that wasn't that great and nearly ended the world and he avoided calamity and disappeared and then there's these I think there was four of these things that are apparently like great pieces of technology and you accidentally free this robot right who then wants to collect these and take over the world. And so you, as your little papa called Pablo, need to go and sort this out. It's really charming. It's got a great aesthetic. The what My one finicky complaint with it is there's something in the jumping and how the jump handles that reminds me of Sonic, and that's not really my cup of tea. And like the... Fl- like the delay sometimes you get when you're coming down, you know, when you jump a Sonic and you go into a ball and there's a little bit of, like, lag there is and as tight as Mario. That's my one I wouldn't caveat. have a problem with that, I don't think. No, and honestly, like, once I'd gotten used to it, like, by the time I'd finished the first world, I think there's six in the game. I'm halfway through the third at the moment. It's just 
it's just a joy to play. It's just the music is absolutely incredible. It kind of reminds me a little bit of Jet Set Radio. It reminded um, me of Sonic Three when I thought watched the trailer. Oh, actually, yeah, you're right. It does. It's definitely <laughs> Sonic Three, um, and it's got a lot of it's got a lot of fun things to it. There's definitely it's clearly borrowed from a lot of platformers. Like I said, the dev had put out a list and he'd said like, "Hey, these are like the fifty platformers." Was um by Granite this. Commander among any of them or? Because I can see the swinging mechanic, and whenever I see someone swinging like that, I would think, "Oh, Bionic Commando." But yes, I, I, I mean, I guess it must be right. I'm gonna, I'm just gonna double check this list of games that he was nice enough to put out. It doesn't necessarily feel that Bionic Commando-y. I like suppose, clear... yeah, looking at it, it's a bit different. I think Bionic Commando was a very early example of using a system like that. What about that um ninja game with the with the grapple gun? Um Oh um Blue Shadow uh, is it Blue Shadow? No. Or is I it mean, Ninja you, Gaiden on the Game nin- Boy? Ninja Ninja Cop. Ninja um, Cop. Ninja Cop has got it of um the Game Boy Advance game by Konami. Okay. The very the very pricey one also does grapple. I f- I feel like Ninja Gaiden on the Game Boy also had grapple. It's got a little bit of it, but like not to the not to the extent of like this game. The the core mechanic here is the grapple. You're Everyone loves the grapple, don't they? Every, every get, Halo's doing it. Uh, Call of Duty started doing it in Black Ops. I mean, you know, it worked for Zelda. Then <laughs> why not? If if Link if Link's got a longbow, then stick it in everything. I say. No, it, it honestly the the core conceit of this game is like I said, you are running around as two D platformer. You collect gems that are throughout the level that are kind of work like stars do in Mario and uh, there are various ways of collecting those there are various ones hidden around the level as you would expect Um, there's some it's clearly borrowed from Donkey Kong and some of like the barrel mechanics on some levels but generally the pace of the game is quite fast and I can kind of like I talked about previously with Sonic Mania going oh I understand Sonic better from playing Sonic Mania now Mm mm-hmm I see that same, like, these levels are clearly built to be played at a fast pace. And you can use your grapple to, like, hook onto enemies, to propel you forward. You use it in your jumps. You do a lot of swings and a lot of, like, pulling on objects so you can hoist yourself up and swing. And there's there's clearly an element of pace to it. And much like I always kind of had a problem with with Sonic, when you slow down, it feels less deliberate than I would like it to be because the game clearly wants you to play at a pace. So yeah, much there's so a flow beat, to it, yeah? Yeah, so much so when you beat the level, you actually unlock a time trial mode and there's no pressure on that. They just want... It even says, like, oh, doing this in time trial won't, like, affect anything in the game. It's just here for fun. But it's mm. clear to me from that inclusion that the dev wanted that speed to be in the game. And like I said, when you get a bit more slow and a bit more deliberate, which you kind of have to to get some of the gems, it can, it's got that kind of like delay in the jump in that he's always kind of doing a bit of an arc because he's spinning the same way Sonic does. This this is on PC and Switch. Yeah, it is. And at the moment, I believe only available in Europe on the Switch. I'm not sure if it's available on the US store. It definitely wasn't on the Japanese store, hence why devs were trying to get it. Mm. But honestly, I've 
I really enjoy it. And Tom Parry, like, this is a you game. Like, oh, I know, I, I know. Pl- as soon as I started playing it, I was just like, oh, you're going to fucking love this game. <laughs> like, yeah. for me, it was like, this is a good one of these. Well, but for the you, question I, like, I have, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd like to play the game, but I'm playing so many games at the moment. I'm playing so many games. And I, as I said, I was saying to you just before the podcast, I've played another hour of Pokemon and another hour of the Gunk. Now, the Gunk is, what, a four-hour game. I played yeah. it three hours now, over two weeks, you know. And then uh, Pokemon I've played for about four hours, I think, in total now. Well, I mean, I think it's a U-length game. Yeah. Like, there's only six worlds in it. I played it for about an hour or so and got through the first, like... It- I don't think it's that long, Tom. I can look on how long to be. Well, I definitely want now. to try it. I'd love there to be a demo. But, you know, um, I think uh, it's fair. Obviously, uh, your review is, is, is good enough for me to make the purchase. However, I would just sort of like to... I really want to play it. I just don't want to spend money on it. I mean, yeah, but, I mean, it's just, it's a small dev studio. Like, yeah. it, it's a great game. Honestly, like, of all, like... You know me. I will recommend games to you. I half in my heart know that you're never going to play them, or maybe you'll pick them up later down the line. But like, this is a you game. This is like, like it looks a bit like part-time UFO in terms of the graphics as well, doesn't it? Yeah, it's definitely got like that chunky aesthetic, and like some of the it's clear the the guy Joseph is is a graphic designer, and that's his first thing because it's very visual. It's very beautiful looking game. Okay, Matt, I might just have to get it then. <sighs> Tom, honestly, like of, of all the games I could recommend to you, like you should play Grapple Dog. It is absolutely up your. I've own. got a fifty-five p discount on the eShop at the moment, so actually yeah. I might have more. I don't think I've claimed my Pokemon um, points. You should do that. You mm. Should do that, and you should get yourself a discount on Grapple. Get Dog. myself like See. a quid off Grapple Dog. Yeah. Nine pound. I think so. Yeah, I believe. On Steam, it was on sale where it was like a tenner. I think it was usually like twelve ninety nine. But honestly, for a small game of this quality, I think that's a fucking bargain. Oh yeah, of honest. course. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think the pricing sounds like spot on, but uh, I'm just looking how much it is. Okay. Oh, why is it giving me euros? <laughs> I don't. Li- <laughs> Don't use your euros. Anyway, so so what is it like? Um, Eleven euros. Oh man, so this is the that's thing. a tenner, isn't it? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's about a tenner. Yeah. Okay. Okay. We shouldn't be splitting hairs over price now, should we? You should not, Tom. Maybe I'm too used to getting stuff on Game Pass, but then again, I did pay up for it. Oh God. Uh, this is a segue into the gunk. Eleven ninety nine, Tom Parry. There you go. Mm. Okay. Yeah, it's good. It's worth it, Tom. I'm telling you, get that fifty pence discount if you <laughs> need it. But um, yeah, so uh, I've nearly finished the gunk. It's uh, still as good as I was harping on about last week. I think it's got a great sort of uh, flow to it. Um, great ideas, and yeah, overall, it's just those. Uh, beautiful landscapes that, that really keep me coming back for more and the gameplay is so tight and solid and uh, the music again uh, it's very good like you say about Grapple Dog I think uh, the Gunk also has a very good soundtrack very different very sort of chilled out 
which is what we talked about last week. So I don't have much more to add about it. I'm looking at how long I've played it. I've got like an hour left, I think. It definitely right. feels like it's going to the, the end game now. You know, I don't feel the game can probably offer too much more. I've nearly unlocked all the um, upgrades for the character. And uh, a big story event sort of happened. They sort of pointed out, you've got to go to this area now. And it's like, well, that's the last area, isn't it? I've rescued someone. Um, and I've kind of, the stories sort of all come together. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think it's this neat little four-hour package of a game with stunning visuals and really tight, well-thought-out, uh, explorative gameplay in a, in a beautiful um, world. Yeah. There you go. And that's all I think I can really say about the gunk. It's uh, I still well would love playing. to play the gunk. Maybe one day I will get to play the gunk. <laughs> if I ever see a Series X cheap, a Series S cheap enough, I will play the gunk. Get the uh, gunk. Uh, but yeah, other than that, I've been uh, enjoying uh, playing Dirt 4. I got a little bit addicted to Dirt 4 yesterday, so every spare moment I had, I was like, oh, let's just play a bit more Dirt 4. I like a good rally game, Matthew. I know that's on And again, just like Need for Speed Heat, this game does work well with Simply Red. So if you've got Spotify, you know, even a free account, whack a bit of Simply Red on there. Yeah, the two go hand in hand. Because the game has got music in between the races, but when you're in a in well, in a, in a rally, then you don't really have any music to listen to. Just that the guy, you know, saying uh, whatever he says, you know, like hard left, easy right. Um Yeah. So, like, I, I just can't fathom that you're... I can't fathom that there's much of a crossover between the world of Rally and the world of Simply Red. I don't think, like, <laughs> Monster Energy Drink Festival for Rally Cars is going to have Simply Red headlining anytime well, soon. I, I mean, think it's... Know. Simply Red's got a sort of uh, a pace to it. It's got a momentum that the music's got, you know, apart from that's, that's the slower numbers, of course. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, Life album, which came out, that has Fairground on it and such. Uh, that's right. got that's got a good energy to it, okay. which tends to lend itself quite well to racing games. Try it, you know, if, if you feel... Um, I know you're not a fan of racing games particularly, but... Uh... I mean, I, I'm I'm going to assume, like, admittedly, I'm not a fan of either Simply Red or racing games. <laughs> but maybe it's just one of those weird, like, peanut butter and chocolate combinations, something you think shouldn't really go together but really does. Well, you know what? I tried it with um, the Sonic R soundtrack as well, because I thought, there you go, that's a good good energy, that good dance yeah. upbeat. It seems to suit a racing game. It did suit Sonic R very well, but it almost felt it was a little bit too fast for a yeah. dirt rally and it didn't give me the same buzz as simply red did i'm sure there's lots of other music that would work perfectly well with uh with racing games i've just sort of landed on that and maybe i'm just going through a simply red phase at the moment <laughs> <laughs> somewhere tom parry mccucknell is smiling <laughs> he doesn't know why he's been reinvented as the soundtrack to rally games from now until the end of time yeah um, the Dirt series has always been solid. Dirt 4 is, you know, I'm just playing through the rally stuff at the minute. There's actually other stuff, but I don't, I tried some of the other um, cups in the game, you know, but uh, they weren't doing it for me in the same way that's the standard sort of rally gameplay. Uh, Fair enough. Yeah. But I mean, the whole series is great, you know. If, if you want to play a rally game, I would say your first port of call should really be 
the Dirt series. Yeah. Yeah. And if if you buy some of the the previous volumes in the series, I'm sure you can pick those up. Dirt cheap. Uh, oh yeah, I mean they're all pretty affordable. Yeah, uh, I think so. <laughs> I mean, Dirt Five was most recently uh, given away as part of PlayStation Plus. So, oh, that's true. I do yeah. own Dirt Five. This is true. I should maybe play some Dirt Five, <laughs> which is a stunning-looking game, especially on the next gen. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of racing games, I also played The Crew. Yes. I've only played a little bit of the, the original The Crew, but. Uh, that's another one of the story-based driving games. Now, it's quite similar to uh, Need for Speed, or what's the one? Payback. Because Need for yeah. Speed Payback and The Run are both of the examples of story-driven driving games. Okay. You know, you'll get a very cinematic cutscene. In the crew, something very dramatic happens at the beginning. You're meeting your old crew. Yeah, <laughs> and right. uh, your brother gets killed. I- I'll go into that straight away, okay? But you're like uh, suspect number one because you were there at the crime scene, you know. But then yeah. after talking to the police, you then team up with the police to track down the people who murdered your brother. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a very dramatic story-driven thing. And then going back to the speed payback, that seems to be like uh, the Fast and Furious. Films, you know, they're about stealing cars. So it starts off with a car heist, you know, and continues with a bunch of sort of colourful characters. Uh, yeah. So, see, story-driven driving games, I found a really interesting and unique genre. You know, race, cutscene, open-world bit, cutscene, race, you know, cop chase. No, no, I just find them very, very interesting. You wonder where they're going to go next. Okay, I and mean, it's, it's, it sounds to me like a Fast and the Furious, Tom. Yeah, but it's so interesting how the Crew 2 so, took such a different approach to it. Because the Crew 2 isn't like that at all. It's more about yeah. a racing competition where you're using all different vehicles and such. So they really just dropped that whole thing. They probably thought, well, Need for Speed keeps doing that. And Need for Speed perhaps isn't as successful as it used to be. Uh, let's do something different. I don't know. That's maybe not what they thought. But just me, yes. Wondering. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what I would like to know though, did you did you buy this game like before you moved um, to Denmark? Did you is is the crew a recent purchase for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, I was oh, looking okay. at driving games I hadn't played, and I managed to pick up a copy of the Crew Dirt Cheap. <laughs> oh, okay, I just wanted to ascertain whether you'd attained, uh, whether you'd accrued the crew in crew or not. Oh. <laughs> I just, I just needed to know, just from my own scientific. No, reference. no, no, no. I don't know where it came from. Maybe it did come from Crew, but I ordered it online. It only okay, cost me a fiver right. for the ultimate edition. So with all wow. the add-on content, it's all on disc. I don't. You just love it when you get an ultimate edition of a game and all the contents on the disc. You do. You gotta love it, Tom. I, it's the same with Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate. It's all on the disc. Well, it's on two discs. That game. Wow. Yeah. It's got an install disc yeah. and a play disc. Yeah. PC. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> Go on, Matt. What else have you been uh, playing recently? Um. Well, Tom Perry is as is the Vogue these days. Um. We're going to talk about a One Piece game. Um, yes. As promised last week, I am finally at the point in One Piece where I could play One Piece World Seeker, a game I've actually been looking forward to playing 
for about a year and a half now because it's a big open world One Piece game. And as I said on last week's podcast, I want to play an open world One Piece game. Don't want to play this one though, Tom. It's not very good. <laughs> I've played about 15 minutes of it and I thought, hey, this is a good looking game. At first I thought, oh, it's like Breath of the Wild. You know, mm, in terms of yeah. like the, the landscape, you know, when you were in a, you know, a scenic <laughs> area. Yeah. And uh, I thought, yeah, visually this looks good. I thought it worked well for what I played of it, but you, you uh, had a different experience. Yeah, I, I mean, admittedly, some of this is me being spoiled by games that have come after it. But I mean, this is a this is like a mid gen PS4 game. So I'm sure we talked about this when you had your big to do about playing every One Piece game ever made under the sun. But like it, it's essentially it's a side story from the main One Piece story. You are playing as Luffy. You are the Straw Hat Pirates. You go to a, a prison island um, that I can't remember the name of. The Why? Sea, Why do you have sky. to go to prison island? Um, because they're gonna go steal something. Apparently, oh, is yeah. the plot, and I was like, oh, that doesn't really seem like a One Piece plot. But go on, I'll follow it. Um, so you go to this island, and immediately your heist of this big bank vault is thwarted um, by some new bad guy with a, a really lame name that I can't quite remember. Quite convenient um, that you're uh, robbing a prison because if they catch you, they can just throw you straight in. Yeah, exactly, and that's what happens. And so a lot of the Straw Hat Pirates um, get taken away and thrown in this prison. And it is then up to you to go and save them as Luffy and then obviously to try and get the the, the treasure, I assume, at the end of the game. Um, because it is a side story, they can kind of just throw in like characters you might have seen in previous episodes of One Piece that are bit players. Like um, one of the first boss battles is Smoker. Um, if you are familiar with him. If I know him. Smoker. I've been introduced to him fairly recently in, in One yeah. Piece. Um, and so you fight Smoker, um, and that's all well and good. The, the boss battles is very much the same combat as the rest of the game. You press square to throw punches as Luffy. You can do upgrades and do combos and this kind of stuff. Um, you also have the ability to punch people from far away, but rather than give that to you on the square button, which you could just imagine, you know, you could just look at people and just like throw punches everywhere. You actually have to like do a gum gum sniper, which is like the long shot, and you use that on the L2 button. Mm-hmm. So you have like limited things of how you can hit people okay. from a distance, which is fair enough. But when you consider that every single enemy in this game is someone with a gun, which feels also very un One Piece, then it becomes a bit of an issue because I you, might, you're, gen- yeah. you're generally trying to fight people from a distance. I might interject really here and, well. and and say maybe you're you're playing a wrong One Piece game. I think I am honestly. Yeah, because I, I've I've had good experiences with the Pirate Warriors. Yeah, and like honestly, this is the thing, right? I've got Pirate Warriors three and four at the library as well, and this game just made me realise. Well, actually, maybe I just wanted a Musho game all along. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Although, I, you know, if you want more of an adventure one, I, I would urge you to try. Um, what is it? Unlimited World Red. I I've got that out of the library. Yeah, yeah. I I, well. I have a feeling that's got a better reputation. Uh, yeah. I, I didn't have a bad first impression of World Seeker. Obviously, you played a bit more than me, and you you better qualified to sort of uh, give an opinion. I really, I really wanted to like this game. Like mm. I've talked about it in the periphery of this podcast for at least a year now, 
I know you've been saying so you were waiting out. to play it because it was an original story by the author. It is an original yeah. story by Oda, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just, I mean, it, it it's based on characters by him. I'm sure he had a thumbs up, thumbs down thing to it, but I, I don't think it's written by him. Oh, it's so, just, okay. Because I know he's written some, maybe one of the films or a couple of the films. He doesn't yeah. really make a point of writing the films, does he? Like, like with Dragon no. Ball. But uh, like, like Toriyama, who. Uh, uh, wrote, uh, I think he wrote the uh, more recent uh, Broly film, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. God, I still have to see that. I hear that Broly film is really good. I really, I mean, I remember watching it and thinking, this is like Dragon Ball, but with like the attention to de- detail of Star Wars. Really? Yeah, yeah. At the beginning, when when they're on um, the, what's the same planet called? I forget now. Planet Vegeta, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I think they're on Planet Vegeta at the beginning. You have to. It's been a while since I've seen it. But then you see little things like spaceships flying around in the background, like CG spaceships and things. It's like landing, and the world felt sort of more alive than I've ever seen Dragon Ball in, in sort of animated form feel. Okay. And then they get there's some very impressive fights where they do a lot of sort of fancy stuff with the camera and the angles and the effects that really make the Broly film sort of, the more recent one, stand out from the rest of the Dragon Ball films. Although this new one, Dragon Ball Superhero, looks really uh, quite impressive. And that's all CG, isn't it? But but given sort of like uh, animated, 2D animated aesthetic. Yeah, which you, you'll also see in One Piece, actually. That, that seems to be happening a lot within the realms of anime these days. I think that's where it's going, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I think so. But I really want to I... see that first One Piece film. It's all like hand-drawn. I haven't seen it. I still haven't yeah. seen any of the One Piece. Films. I don't think and the story's meant to be amazing, but it just like see that animation level go up a notch. You know? Like I said, Tom, just get further into the show, <laughs> and it'll all be there for you. It's fine. Anyway, Sorry. stop talking about bloody film. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've just been talking about films a lot yeah. lately in general, and I'm I'm sorry. It's uh, no, it's seeping it's okay. into it's the right. podcast. I I I mean, you know, they kind of go hand in hand. Don't yeah. they? Let's be honest. Well, you're talking like, about. You know, entertainment property, that one piece, yes, of course yeah. it will. Oh, I almost bought a freaking straw hat yesterday. This is how into one piece I am at the moment. I saw one in Farrah Cigar in Copenhagen. I was like, oh. Did it look like Luffy's? Would it, it have the red like um, band on it? Yeah, yeah, it had the red band around it, Tom, and it was nice quality. It was nearly, it was nearly 20 quid. I was like, mm, could get so, one of those. I feel like Luffy's quite that. an easy cosplay to do. Yeah. You know, but you've got to have the body for it, haven't you? I wouldn't yeah, like to. I couldn't exactly. do it. I couldn't do it. I've got too much of a belly. I've got the noodly arms and legs. Yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's the it's the eight pack. This yeah. I... <laughs> yeah. Anyways, let's get back onto it. Right. So, as I said, I think I've been spoiled by games like Spider-Man, games where you are traversing a large open world and you're clearly doing that here. You're using gum gum rockets to, like, fly around and mm. there's a... You look at ledges and objects and you can kind of use the r1 button to like spring up to them yeah but it all feels it's not got a nice flow to it because there's no grapple dog this it's not grapple dog exactly and that's the standard <laughs> by which all games will be judged from now on when i traverse in a world is if i'm using a grapple effect is it grapple dog no don't care it, it, it all feels very wooden that's my thing mm. with it like you know, in an open world game, usually you can jump on a building, you'll jump on a ledge of a building. But this game, like, pushes you off back off the ledge, doesn't want you to stand on the edge of things. 
it's very restrictive in where you can move and where you can't. There's lots of stealth stuff to it as well, which you mentioned previously, which just feels really out of place for me in a One Piece mm. game. It's like you do a lot of stealth takedown stuff because they've realized, oh, actually, you kind of need a way to circumvent this combat because the combat's not very good. And instead of fixing the combat, they've allowed you to do stealth stuff instead. Also, every game, modern game, has got to have stealth bits now. It sort of a, oh, feels it like a feels, trend, doesn't it? It feels really tacked on. And like I was looking at the the achievements, right? Because I was like, okay, how how difficult are the achievements for this game? Let's have a look at that. Because some of them are like, open 10 treasure chests, open 700 treasure chests. I was like, that's a bit of a jump. But looking at the the story stuff like i've just saved nami and i just mm. got frankie because after you save nami it's like oh well there's all of the straw hats are all over the world there's a big open world you can go do them all in whatever order you want to and the the achievements went from common on the first two of like um start the game obviously escape the sky prison find nami and then it's like reunite the straw hat crew and it went from being common to, like, rare. <laughs> I was oh, right. like, yeah, this is the falling off point in this game. Even within the open world, it does the thing of, like, giving you a big area to be like, oh, Usopp's in this giant area. Go find him. And it's like, I don't want to, though. Like, the game doesn't feel that nice to traverse. It doesn't even feel that nice to run around in. And there's not really any significant markers or anything for you to find these characters. You just need to wander around all the alleyways in between these very generic-looking houses oh dear. and then find the character. It looks all right, though, doesn't it? Graphically, I thought it looks It looks good. Yeah, good. But it, I don't know, man. There's lots. There's clearly like a crafting component to it as well. Of course, of course there is. There's eight million like bits of wood that you can find that are all on your map, and so they're all glistening on the side. You're like, oh, yeah. I should go pick I think up, I probably f- need them. I feel like this game is a reaction to modern games. Of course, the previous one piece games leading up to this, when I'm thinking at like adventure games, were all very much stuck in the past. They weren't using modern gameplay ideas. Yeah. Now this one seems to be right. What? Tick the box, open world, stealth gameplay, you know. It feels like it's trying to be those modern games, but maybe they should have just stuck making... Because this the same developer as the previous Swamp is Is it Gambrion, is it? It is, yeah. But I, I, I'm looking at the wiki page now, right? This game came out in 2019. Yeah. It feels like a fucking PlayStation 2 game, man. Like, yeah. It's just not... It doesn't control very well. I think well. they're out of their depth, maybe, because this is the first time they've attempted anything quite like this, I would say. I mean, there are, there are like, an open-world town in uh, a limited world red, but then, yeah, everything's sort of blocked off in, say, the uh, Unlimited Cruise games, you know. it's uh, There's always barriers. You know, maybe a big area, but there's always a barrier that you need to collect so many objects and to, to get past the barrier yeah maybe that's the thing maybe everything's they, gated they, maybe they built on the Wii engine or something for this that they're using <laughs> for those previous games because honestly it feels it feels so dated it's really odd because it's a really strange juxtaposition between how clunky it feels to control Luffy who's a very fluid character mm. to how good the world around it looks oh I'd say now you should just jump into say Pirate Warrior 3 now Okay, and and then uh, you know see how you feel about that because I think they had a strong uh, start. Well, Tom, don't worry about it because I got out to the library at the same time. One Piece Burning Blood. Oh, that's One good. One Piece Pirate Warriors Three. Yeah. One Piece 
Pirate Warriors 4 yeah. and World Seeker and then um, Unlimited Red for the Switch, which I still need to pick up. So, I think, yeah, 4 felt like um, bigger and more uh, impressive than 3. Yet yeah. 3, if you want to start from the beginning, then you can go with 3. Okay. Yeah. I think I'll do that. Because I, I think got... four starts off alabaster. It starts off more recently, probably where you're up to. Yeah. But then it moves into alabaster. Is it alabaster? Yeah. Al- alabaster. Alabaster. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. I'll, I'll give it a look. I also got out that I'm curious to try out JoJo's Bizarre Adventure: Eyes of Heaven. Ah, now I've got that. I, I remember downloading that years ago. I think I was still in Denmark at the time. And yeah. I found it to be a difficult fighting game to get into. Yeah, I mean, I remember playing the JoJo's game on the PS1, and I think it's also on the Dreamcast, right? And I remember yeah. it being quite tricky to play then. So I Yeah, well, the PS3 game's also hard. The PS3 game's yeah. also a little bit... They're unique in the way they control. I think if you put the time in, you're probably going to get a lot out of it. But um, there's not a jump in and play fighting game. I think you have to sort of adjust to it. Whereas I think um, A Burning Blood, yeah, that you can get into that. I mean, it's a bit different. It's not like traditional, but because it's sort of behind the shoulder, the perspective in Burning Blood. But the actual fighting is, I found to be very satisfying. And again, it's it's a really good looking game. It captures the look of One Piece, I think, really well. What does it? What would it play like? Because I looked at the back of it and I wasn't sure if it was like an arc game or if it was like a Marvel versus Capcom. Like what that, Burning Blood? Play. Yeah, I ca- I can't see because annoyingly. The, oh, Burning the back... Blood is an arena fighting game. Oh, really? Okay. Where where you sort of, um, as I say, the camera sort of situated sort of behind your character, like over the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. and you it, you got full. Movement. Oh no, you're right. It's because yeah. when the library puts games and things, they tend to put stickers over the screenshots. Okay, and now fair I'm enough. looking. I'm like, okay, actually, I can see that this is in a 3D three on three. Okay. Uh, I think you'll like it. I, I think I was quite taken with it when what I played of it. I will give it a noodle. It looks like it is set during the Dress Rosa arc. That's <laughs> a very good bit of One Piece. So let's okay. give it a go. Wow. So yeah. we've got in your um, regular One Piece uh, update. Yeah, I, I have to admit, I'm sorry, even though we promised we wouldn't talk about film. It's just as well, because I forgot to watch Shenmue. Oh, I watched it. It's good. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was good. I think it was very true to the original world, expanding on a few things, you know. Like, you, you start off with Rio leaving school. He'd been fighting in the karate championship. And then, obviously, he gets back home to find Landy. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, is it that extra bit of setup? But it does feel very Shenmue. And I think uh, the new episode now, perhaps, because I remember that one was last. So, yeah. yeah, last week. Last week, so there should be a new one now. So I'm really intrigued to see how it's going to go. I think by the end of the first episode, that they're, they're sort of. Um... You know what? I actually can't remember. The... <laughs> he, he actually fights Chai at the end of the first episode in the Hazuki Dojo, which is right. a little bit different from what I can remember. But uh, yeah, I don't. I shouldn't say too much. But I, I was. Yeah, I want. I want to watch it. I want to watch it. Yeah, I had a good first impression. 
I thought it good. Was, it, this is going to be good. This is like made for Shamu fans. Yeah. I haven't really watched a lot of anything this week. Like I was on a train yeah. yesterday and I watched a bit of One Piece, but like I I'd completely forgotten about Shamu until we started to sit down. I'm just going to say the word Yakuza and then we can move on. What have you been playing? Tom? Uh, okay, so um I've also I've played a bit more of Pokemon uh, Legends uh Arceus. <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, I, I was actually to a point where I had to do more field um, with research. What do they call it? Field research? I can't recall. Yeah. So I couldn't like do the next story thing because I wasn't high enough level. I needed another star because I only actually had uh, one star. I'm very early on the game. I only had one star uh, when I turned it on. And so I was like, all oh, right, I've just got to catch a few more Pokemon then. And yeah. so I went back into the, the world and I found, a few, oh, there's a, there's a Beautifly. I don't have one of them. And Dustox. And I don't have the Cricketune. You know, the evolved Cricket. Is that what he's called? I forget. Yeah. So there were a few still, you know, just knocking about <laughs> that I didn't already have. So I'll get them. And, and I'll catch a few more of the others, you know, because trying to get uh, them in your Pokedex, you do have to do, don't you, a few other yeah. extra uh, tasks like catch them so many times or fight them so many times so i did mm-hmm. a bit of that and i really enjoyed that i thought there oh, we go that's enough for today i'll move on to playing the gunk because i want to get a bit more of this in this week and uh yeah i came away satisfied from my experience good i i wanted to actually play some more metroid dread um and i guess we should probably talk about um the nintendo direct that happened oh gosh yes okay yeah so i i where do you want to start during, I, i'm just gonna quickly say like i'd seen during that they're like oh well we've put in like an expert mode where you literally one hit kill which i cannot imagine anything worse than yeah and make the game like, harder oh, there's an, yeah there's a novice <laughs> mode where you regenerate health and i was like oh great that sounds fucking fantastic Turns out, Tom Parry, you need to restart the game to implement novice mode, so fuck that. Oh, you bought at the wrong time. You should have waited. I should have. I mean, the thing is, I bought it at launch. I just didn't play it because I was like, I feel this is really hard. This would be really demanding. And I started. I I just, I don't know, man. Like, I just, I can play Metroid games. I can play hard games. Like, I've just died so many fucking times on, like, the first real inverted Mm. commas boss that I'm just like, I don't care. Well, <laughs> like, that's the thing, isn't it? If it's not fun, then at this at this stage, I think in our um, gaming lives, we don't we just don't have time for that. <laughs> I mean, I, I know I'm going to buy Elden Ring, Tom Parry. I know I'm going to buy it, and I know I'm going to do exactly the same thing I did with the Sekiro and go. Maybe this is the time I finally get into a Souls game, and I play it for like three hours. And I'm just like, I don't fucking care. I've yeah. got the time for this. Yeah, this is it, isn't it? Yeah. I think something that's really good about the gunk is it never gets hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a nice experience, you know, because once you know how the mechanics of the game work, it's just really smooth progression. And I felt so refreshed to not have to run into like a brick wall of difficulty. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It's like a game that just progresses naturally, feels good, and doesn't torture you with the excessive difficulty yeah Yeah. i just i like a game i can play like grab don't get me wrong getting some of those gems in grapple dog quite tricky but i like a challenge exactly yeah i i I think what i'm sort of thinking more about is progression 
It's sort yes. of like the, the, like a steady progression of difficult. I don't like just hit a brick wall in a video game. Oh, you don't just like being absolutely rammed in the face with something that's completely difficult that you've never faced in the game yeah. before. It's well, that's not fun to you, design, is it? Isn't it's, it? Not, it's not fun to fucking anyone. Stop <laughs> doing it. Yeah, I don't, it still happens. <laughs> but um, yeah, I try and avoid games like that nowadays. Yeah. If I can. But occasionally I get a nasty surprise when there's a game I really want to play. I start playing it. It's like it's got this sort of, it's a story, there's a progression, and then you get that same old problem. Yep, that's how it goes, mate. But anyway, Nintendo Direct. Yes. Um, okay. the, as Nintendo Directs go, I think I'm probably going to be a lot happier with this Nintendo Direct than you are. Oh, RPGs? I mean, it's just all the RPGs. It's Do all you know Blade... Chronicles 3? Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I mean, you've got Live Alive, which is a SNES game I've tried to play several is it, times. Is it Live Alive? It's Live Alive. Yeah, you're right. Sorry. Yeah. I've it's, just been it is difficult. that fucking game well, for yeah. like 20 how, years. Well, how were you meant to pronounce it is the question. Live Alive sort of sounds best, I think. Yeah. But how I are mean, you supposed to know? <laughs> I I've always said live alive because that's how I read it. But I mean, I also mispronounce Gligar in Pokemon as Gilgar, and I can't help it. Gligar. I call yeah. him Gligar. I can't say it. I just say Gilgar, and I know it isn't. I know the L is for the I, but I can't help it. Like eleven-year-old Matt Boyle learned that information wrong, sure. and I'm still dealing with it. Um, what else do we have? We also had Chrono Cross remaster. Which looks more like the Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VIII, Final Fantasy IX type remasters, or Final Fantasy I X mean, even. Right. Or... So I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of people complain about this because there's like, oh, what a lazy port. It's like it's just running on a PS One emulator, and I'm like, no, no, it takes more I for it to. I don't care. I just want to play Chrono Cross in an accessible format that doesn't mean I have to set up an American PS Two. Totally fine with it. Well, I, you know, funnily enough, you know, for someone like me who doesn't like RPGs, <laughs> I, I think we talked about this in the podcast. I saw some footage of Chrono Cross and thought, wow, that looks amazing. You know, I kind of want to play that. And yeah. so I managed to pick up the US version really cheap. You remember this, don't you? Yeah, I remember this. Um, because I've got, like, a very easy way to play um, any region PS2, PS1 games, I was like, perfect. So um, I just couldn't get into it i find the battling very confusing in chrono cross and i didn't give it the time it needs i think to uh, adjust to it i i've heard very mixed things about chrono cross i will say yeah. like i i've played a bit of it mm. and i i was like okay this very this feels like the b tier square rpgs of the playstation it very much was in that kind of same vein as I think that Saga Frontier 2 kind of falls into, okay. where it's a bit too involved in itself, but I still really like it. The design, like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. The like, art it design is of that very... era of Square of like Brave Friends of Mushai and these kind of things that I really like. I'm just happy it's accessible. Front Mission is a game I've always wanted to fucking play as well. And the is fact this that a from strategy RPG. It is a strategy yeah. RPG with mechs. And from it's got the Super lot... Nintendo? It's originally from the Super Nintendo. Yeah. I believe Front Mission 2 came out on the PlayStation 1, but that, okay. has, that has never been localised. There have been ways to play Front Mission 1 in the past, but n never, you know, with these updated styles and everything else they're going to do to it. 
I'm curious if they put in an easy mode. I will gladly play those games. I love Mecha. I love that world. I mm. played Front Mission Three, I think, and enjoyed the time I spent with that. Okay. So I will. I will gladly play it. I. I. I like it. I believe Live Alive is set in that world, which is a game I've never touched. But that really fascinated me because I never heard of it before. But I like the idea that with so many different stories, so many different sort of yeah. genres and characters. And I thought, mm-hmm. oh, is it? Is there a way to just play through like uh, you could get a whole story through just playing yeah. one character? I mean, I imagine they're all connected, but you could just play a little bit of the game and still get a, a complete or semi-complete story maybe Honest, honestly because i've never played it i don't think it i think it, it perhaps does the same thing it jumps, they do does it? in no i i think it does what you do in um uh second detsu 3 like trials of banner as is now called where I think you can pick the person you start as and then you kind of intermingle with other people's stories. I could be totally wrong on that. I have not played it, so mm. I've only seen this stuff through the periphery. The sure. thing that screws me up every time I've tried to play a front mission game is I'm terrible at tactics. Okay. I'm, re- I'm really, really bad at that kind of RPG. But I will still, I'll still buy it. I'll still try. I still want more. Like, yeah. I, honestly, I I'm at the point that, now you know. where I'm... In yeah. the direct, because I didn't watch all the direct, I just watched like the individual videos, the stuff I was interested in. Uh, I think I only caught uh, Live Alive because I happened to tune in at the point when that was on, and I was like, actually, I don't want to watch all this, I'll just wait till the videos appear <laughs> yeah. and check out the individual. But when you do that, you miss things because I totally miss the Mario Kart stuff. Yeah, I mean, 48 new tracks is that yeah. what I heard? And still people are grumbling about it because they're yeah, like, oh, the graphics yeah. aren't quite as good. And it's like, oh, just be happy we're getting more content for Sonic Mario Kart 8. Hey, again, this goes point. back to the Chrono Cross thing. It's like, I don't, <laughs> I've seen so many people just be like, oh, yeah, but this is why Square keeps putting out lazy ports. Again, I don't give a fuck. I just, I, I don't understand this level of purism. I, I really don't. I think anything game. good that happens, someone all, always finds something bad about it. You know. Well, I mean, I think the thing is right. Like, I think a lot of the conversations I see happen on Twitter, and I think Twitter is, it, for all the good that I sometimes get out of Twitter, I think there's very negative conversations happen on Twitter. It's yeah. very easy to get pulled into that cycle about negativity, because you know, you also you do have high expectations. You want to be able to play something and you want people to put the love and dedication into something you that you like. I get it. It happened um, with the Nintendo uh, 64 online. The, the negativity yeah. overshadowed, actually, hang on, we have an easy way to play, you know, providing you're paying for it. You have an easy way to play some real classic games here on your Switch, you know? Yeah. And I, I mean, think that should have been the biggest takeaway. And they look sharper. You know. Also, isn't like the Mario Kart stuff is included in that, right? So if you have that, that's right, yeah. Switch online, you will get those Mario Kart courses, which is great so, for um, Claire because she has all that and yeah. she has Mario Kart. So I also have a way of playing that. Uh, so I'm quite happy because uh, uh, I'm sick of the playing the same old tracks of Mario Kart Eight that we've been playing for for I don't know how long now. It feels like nearly a decade, doesn't it? Oh, God, I mean, it's not that far off, Tom. You joke about that. It's been a long time. Yeah. 
when that right so the, the wii u came out in 2012 i think i genuinely think it's almost 10 years old no it's yeah, i think it's about eight seven eight years 2014, old 2014 tom yeah 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 so, so. so yeah i mean to be fair you've been playing that game for eight years <laughs> wow I mean, to be fair, I can kind of understand why people are pissed off when I put it through that lens. But yeah, it's it's fine. Well, yeah, I've been saying this for a long while, and you know, I I thought in my head, well, how are they going? What are they going to do a sequel? Or are they just going to add more tracks? And they've gone down the adding more tracks route, which you know, when you talk about how finely honed that gameplay is, it's the same thing with Smash Brothers, isn't it? You know, not I don't play Smash yeah. Brothers, but I think they had there something really solid. And they're not going to just release a sequel to it because what more can they do with it? Now, what more can you do with Mario Kart? You could change up the handling so it handles like one of the older ones, but then people won't like that. It's an incredibly accessible game as it is. They could add the double dash mechanic, but then again, in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, you actually can have two weapons at a time. So that was the bigger thing about that. Other than seeing two characters in your kart, which, you know, is not really a good enough reason to update it when they do update mario kart it will be an overhaul i yeah. think um but this will tire us over for now yeah i yeah. mean hey man just be happy there's more mario kart just be yes happy I, there's I, more I, of the thing you like absolutely um i'm really happy that this has happened thank you nintendo there you go yeah i mean it's very clear to me watching that direct that someone at Nintendo has finally played um, some some games, Tom Parry, that are, are quite popular outside of Japan. Because um, there's clearly a Rocket League thing going on with that new Mario game. <laughs> and then also the Wii, like whatever, the Nintendo sports game is like, oh, we're introducing soccer, look at it, it looks like Rocket League. And I'm yeah, like, no, but that that's always been the style of the Mario charge football or strikers games they've always had that look yeah but it feel i don't know there's just there's something now that they I'm like, wear like armor and also it's a bit post-apocalyptic you know apocalyptic also um, like i i say this in the nicest possible way right i looked at that game i was like oh cool 20 player like multiplayer mario football that could be fun like having squads. I was like, oh, but this is going to be like a 50 quid game. Who is going to buy this? But plenty of people will buy it. Why is it not a free to play game, Tom? Why? I don't understand. Like, Rocket League is free to play. Like, I think it will definitely have its audience. There are real big fans of that series. Now, I've played it and I thought it was pretty good, but it's not. I never really got into it. So I don't know if it's like, unlike Mario Golf or tennis i'm not as excited about a new mario football game like i wouldn't be that excited about mario baseball game uh i think it's fully down to the fact that i prefer playing tennis and golf games over football and baseball games (laughs) yeah i think that's what it comes down to it's fair but actually Um, if you don't like football games i think mario football or strikers whatever they're calling it nowadays is probably one of the most accessible, along with Sega Smash Football, I think it was called. Um, they're two of the most accessible ways to play a football game. So fair enough. Yeah, I mean, there was a whole host of games as well that they're bringing to the Switch that some have been announced. Like, I mean, Advance Wars One and Two re- uh, Reboot Camp. I'm looking forward to that. I 
despite me saying I'm shit at tactics games, I've always had a soft spot for the Advanced Wars games because they were one of the games I got with my GBA. Um, the big one is obviously the one I will say after this, but Portal 1 and 2 are also coming to the Switch. I saw people going like, yeah, it's 2022, why are you putting Portal on the Switch? It's like, cause some good, people didn't play good Portal. Good game. Because it's a good game and it's a way it's accessible. Like, stop. <laughs> like, literally, my brother has never played the original Portal. He's got Portal 2. He's playing it with my nephew at the moment. They're both loving it. And I'm like, have you played the first one? He's like, no, I haven't, because I've got the orange box. And so yeah. I'm like, oh, great. They've got a Switch. They can play this game now. The one I assume you were most excited about, and the one I was like, ooh, goody, um, was uh, Klonoa. Ah, yes, yes. Well, now they're doing like a... I I couldn't work out, including Klonoa 1 and 2, I couldn't work out if Klonoa 2 was looking... Did they redesign that to look more like the Klonoa remake? Or is it just the PS2 game? I thought it was just the PS2 game. I mean, I didn't... I haven't watched the individual video of it since the direct. Because it didn't seem to me like yeah, they remade that. To game. put it in in context for those who aren't haven't followed Klonoa, I mean, originally a PS One game, it was remade for the Wii. Wii, yeah. Yeah, and so so it had a total graphical overhaul, you know, stylistic overhaul. Um, it depends what you prefer, you know. But uh, I wondered if um, Klonoa Two had been given the same makeover. Just to, I know the PS2 game is closer to the style of the Wii, the Wii make of Klonoa, yeah. but uh, to help it match closer, I feel they would probably have to change some things. I mean, they can't just, well, they could just port the PS2 game. Is that difficult? I, I feel that might be difficult. So maybe they've redone it because porting the PS2 game to the, to the, uh, we've seen with the Grand Theft Auto games. Some yeah. some studios just can't port PS2 games to the Switch. <laughs> I don't know, man. So. I mean, like it. Let's see. I'm I'm a little bit sad that the Game Boy Advance games aren't included in the collection, but I understand why they aren't. Hey, maybe maybe they will be. Maybe they'll be like secrets. Maybe like you could because they're small, aren't they? They're just little romps. Stick a few of them yeah. on. You I know. still regret not buying the bloody volleyball game for the PS1 either. But ah, uh, I don't have a volleyball game either. Uh, but maybe this will have a multiplayer mode where they'll remake the volleyball game and include that. I mean, it does have this sort of collection name. Why can't it be the ultimate Klonoa collection? Yeah, I mean, because they need to sell you more stuff later down the line. It has a stupid name, doesn't it? Can you remember what it's called? Fantasies Reverie Series. I mean, that is like what? Yeah. Klonoa 1 and 2 Double Pack. Yeah, exactly. That's all you need to call it. Um, what else was there in this direct? Oh, no Man's Sky is coming. There's a Fire Emblem three. How do you feel about No More Sky game. coming to the Switch? No, I mean I I like No Man's Sky. The thing is, right, like I haven't I've had it installed on my PS five like since I got my PS five. Never turned it on. No. It looks good. I I want to play no I want to play more No Man's Sky. I really like. No well, Man's so Sky. much it's changed so much since I last played it. Even um, and remember when I played it and like the only time i ever played it <laughs> i played it for like four hours straight or something ridiculous like that and i don't think i ever normally do that with any video game i got a platinum in that game before it was quote yeah. unquote good i really like no man's sky <laughs> i just yeah i just don't know every time i go back into that game i feel intimidated by what it's become yeah, yeah this that's... is it that's putting me off and i don't know what it is anymore i i, I don't know if i can deal with it <laughs> yeah no i get you um, but um, cool it's coming to Switch because there is an audience out there. The Switch audience hasn't necessarily played things like 
like you say, like Portal. But they haven't necessarily played No Man's Sky, you no. know. So. Um. Yeah. Other than those, though, I mean, the obviously the the triangle strategy, which God, I hope they change the name, is coming. There's going to be a Salmon Run next wave for Splatoon 3. That looks all right. The Kirby game continues to amaze me. I cannot wait to play it. Kirby looks great, yeah. I mean, that's out of all of them, I think that's the one I think I want to get the most. Even though, you know, I like Klonoa. I have ways of playing Klonoa. I don't... Yeah, but this Kirby too. game is, is a original, unique um, prospect. And I think that one's the one I'm... I've got my laser target on, focused. I'm, I'm definitely going to pick it up. But to be honest with you, like, everything in this direct, bar potentially the sports titles, are something I think I will probably buy. Like, I, I won't get No Man's Sky, obviously. I haven't played Fire Emblem, so I won't get the Muso spin off of that. But, like, I'll buy Chrono Cross. I'll buy Front Mission. I'll probably end up buying Xenoblade Chronicles, even though I still haven't played the bloody second one. I will get the Portal Remix, because, again, I, I want a way to make those accessible. Live Alive, I will get. I'll get Klonoa. I'm going to get Kirby. I'm going to get Front Mission. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get Advance Wars. The thing, though, Tom Parry, that I've just complained about other people complaining about being negative on Twitter, the thing that really fucked me off about this Nintendo Direct, even though it is actually, you know, it isn't all bad, what? is that Shigeru Itoi uh, tweeted before the Direct, and people have been like, oh my god, they're going to do a Mother Collection, finally we'll get to play Mother 3. And it's not, it's just um, the Earthbound and um, Earthbound Origins are now on the backwards compatibility, like... Nintendo online service for the yeah. NES and the Super Nintendo, respectively. I'll play Earthbound again. I'm fine with well, that. Well, they're right. bound to do that before they do anything else. I just want Earthbound 3, Tom. I just like every like everyone else. Mother 3 just needs to come over, finally. I just need a way to play it. Like, Square's localizing stuff that has never left Japan. And, like, <laughs> Nintendo's like, oh, that's cute. We're not doing that. Well, Nintendo do what they want, don't they? <laughs> they do. I mean, this is, you know... Hey, Matt, you haven't mentioned Wii Sports. I mean, I, I kind of did. I kind of just brushed over it with the football stuff, to be honest with you. Oh, yeah, but you were talking about the Mario football, weren't you? I mean, I'm also talking... No, I also talking about the Wii Sports, because they said, oh, soccer, and that looked like... Um, oh, sorry. Well, well, there was yeah. some confusion there, then. Okay, I, I thought you were talking... Them. I just brushed over it, Tom, because who cares about Wii Sports? I found it interesting how they mentioned which specific sports were coming, and I was thinking, well, where's golf? Because, I mean, that was a big part of Wii Sports, I thought. And, oh, golf's coming later. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So they're drip-feeding and stuff again. All right, no worries. Yeah. Like the drip-feeding of those tracks for Mario, which Got I think is okay. You know, we, we don't want to get overloaded. We couldn't. Got to keep you subscribing, Tom. Got to <laughs> give you that content. Well, that that'll be it, won't it? Uh, but I I like I've always enjoyed Wii Sports. I especially like Wii Sports Resort. I think that's just a more solid package of games. And uh, this feels like there should be more. And I wonder if there will be more down the line. I assume there will be. Um, I'd love to see Archery make a return because I always enjoyed the archery on Wii Sports Resort. Yeah. So let's hope they build upon this. And uh, 
it's less uh, obscure than Wii Sports Club was on the uh, Wii U. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm sure a lot of Wii Sports Club has probably gone into this, right? Like, I'm not sure. Yeah, the lessons from it, but I imagine it's probably based on that game. But Wii Sports Club was just very much like Wii Sports again, but with um, things that took advantage of the gamepad. Yeah, you know, I don't think it was a major. This actually, they've reworked it. The, the Mies no longer look like Mies, do they? What, what's going on there? Yeah, I thought I think... you just can you just put your regular me in because we've got these Mies now, and this seems like the perfect opportunity to finally get to use your me characters in. I mean, you could do it in Mario Kart, I guess, but yeah, another and way Smash. to and Smash. Okay, fair enough. Forget it then. Uh... Do you think they're just trying to kill the Mies? Do you think? I don't know. Just... This looks like me. Um, next level. Yeah, it's like it looks like an evolution of the me character, and I wow. thought, where does that fit in? You know, can I not just use my normal? Can I not use my normal me? Am I going to have to make a new me specifically for this new Wii Sports game? Probably. Or maybe it'll take your me and like upgrade it for you. Oh give, yeah. Give those characters dazzling cheekbones. And the receding hairlines you always dreamed of. Maybe I'm, you know, that's the burning question out of this Nintendo Direct. <laughs> yes, yes, Tom. What's I'm happened glad to the Mies? I'm glad you uh, focused on the right things. How will that work? Uh, but yes, I think uh, people like to critique the Nintendo Direct and say, "Was well, this a good Direct or whatever?" I think it was. Yeah, it's very solid. I mean, perhaps more for RPG lovers than anyone else. Of course, the things I want to see on the Switch, no one else seems to want to see. No one wants a new Wave Race or 1080, do they? At least they're not a vocal group of people. Uh, I want a new F-Zero and a new 1080, and I want an, uh, a new Wave Race. Or at least I want to see them on the blinking um, Nintendo 64 online service. But yeah. we'll see. I mean, hey man, I just bought Game Boy version of Wave, Wave Race. Race this morning, or at least yeah. the box for the cart I already have. Yeah. I'm with you. I'd like another Wave Race. I just don't think it's on the cards. It's a shame, isn't it? I guess they don't feel like it would... The franchise is strong enough because it's not a Mario one. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I'm sure they will probably <gasps> stick Mario on a blinky jet ski at some point. And they Here's a question. It. Here's a question, Matt. Maybe they'll introduce snowboarding and jet skiing into... Wii Sports or whatever they call it, Switch Sports. Tom Parry, like, why do you do this to yourself? Why do you build up your hopes and dreams on even <laughs> Nintendo to drop them like um, a plate full of delicious goods on the floor in front of you? And you watch the all those delicious pastries and all that plate smacked yeah. on the floor, and they just go, "There you go." I just feel oh. like, come on, Nintendo, you've 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 just about finished re-releasing every Wii U game now. Let's see some new ones. I mean, I don't know, Tom. I'm sure they could find some more funky barns <laughs> not on the on the I mean, yet. okay. To be fair, Nintendo have there's a new Metroid, there's a new Zelda coming out. You know uh, that we had a fantastic new Mario game, Mario Odyssey. But how long ago was that? Kirby like, looks amazing. I guess like, we, we had a got... new Luigi's Mansion. To be fair. <sighs> We got a new Luigi's Mansion. Like, I mean, admittedly, they're not directly responsible for it, but we did just get a new Pokemon game. Like, yeah, okay, so there are games they're coming, coming Tom. They're coming. Yeah, but I think that's know, all I have to say about Nintendo Direct. 
yeah, me too. Um, and I, th- I think we should probably also wrap up the podcast well, here. Because before we, we do, before we yeah. do, Matt, and one last thing I want to just chat about this week, because if I don't chat about this week, I'll never chat about it again. The ridiculous state of affairs with Call of Duty right now. And, oh yeah, you told me there's a story about the install. Oh, okay, right now, now I'm obviously I'm late to the party. I've recently picked up Call of Duty Modern Warfare on a disc, right? Okay, uh, right. very cheap. I, you know, I've I've been playing a little bit of Call of Duty online with friends, and I had the urge to check out this instalment in the Call of Duty franchise. Yeah. So I heard the install was like 180 something gig, and I was like, "What's going on there?" I thought, okay, so I spent a large portion of the day, you know, while I was doing other stuff, just having that installed in the background, only to find out that once it installed, the only thing that I actually had installed was Warzone. <laughs> okay. And I thought, well, well, what's going on here? I can't just jump in and play Modern Warfare. I can't play campaign. I can't play multiplayer. So what it does is it installs Warzone, and Warzone acts as a hub for all the recent Call of Duty games. So okay. when you open it, you're met with um, a screen which gives you the option to play Vanguard. It says buy now. It gives you the option to play Warzone. Of course, that's the only thing you can play. Um, what's the other ones? Uh, Cold War. And finally, Modern Warfare, the thing you bought. You know. Right. <laughs> and then it says, okay, so how do I play Modern Warfare campaign? Okay, so I have to install the campaign separately. Oh, right, no. and then I have to install the multiplayer separately, and that's not all, right? So in order for the campaign and multiplayer to work, you have to download compatibility packs. Oh man! There's four really? compatibility packs in total if you want to get the single player and multiplayer working. Each of these is around about ten to seventeen gig. Each of these. You know, this is on top of actually installing the main campaign and multiplayer. And I was like, okay, so over overall, yeah, that's what they say. It does come to about 180. That's after you've installed Warzone and then the add-on packs. It might even be more. I, I can't recall. I haven't really double-checked. Yeah. But the majority of that hard disk space is being taken up by Warzone, the game I didn't really have any interest in playing, right? Yeah. But... Because Warzone's a hub, it can't be uninstalled. Because Warzone is the only way you can access Modern Warfare through the Warzone hub. That's really unfortunate. Yeah, so I've only just found this out. I'm sure a lot of other people are well aware of this who play Call of Duty, and it probably annoyed them somewhat too. But because it's fresh, I just wanted to talk about this where you can go, I just think that's utterly ridiculous now i'm trying to think about the reasoning why they did it to make people play warzone to force people to have keep warzone installed on their uh, playstations or well, xboxes I mean, they they clearly want you to play warzone don't they and it's clearly where they're making a lot of their money and therefore they want everyone to have it and they're trying to use it as the bridge between call of duties i guess yeah, but to actually go in wanting to play Modern Warfare and that being like the last thing it wants you to play, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, interesting. Anyway, by the way, Modern Warfare plays as good as you would expect, actually. I mean, okay. it's actually a nice refresher from the manicness of... Uh, I've been playing Black Ops 4 a lot lately online. 
Yeah. And that's just got to, it can get to, it's a fun game, but it can get pretty ridiculous at times. And so yeah. if you want that sort of pure, straightforward, classic Call of Duty, then it's very refreshing to be playing uh, Modern Warfare, this latest installment. Fair enough. There you I, go. You know me, I'm not a, a Call of Duty person anymore. Well, I'm, I'm not massively. I just like a good first per, first person team deathmatch thing, you know. Yeah. And I've always found Call of Duty to be a very solid multiplayer first-person shooter. Yeah, no, I, I, I get I'm it. less I get concerned it. about the campaigns, although I have enjoyed Call of Duty campaigns, but I never tend to finish them. I get so far and sort of fizzle, fizzle out. I understand. There you oh. go. I, I, I take it you have nothing to say about Call of Duty. I don't, man. I mean, I'm not... <laughs> I'm not surprised, and honestly, I I can't see them fixing that anytime in the near future. I think that is just the the brunt of what Call of Duty is. Yeah, right I now. think that's what it what it is going to be for a while. Because I mean, Vanguard's part of it. These last four Call of Duties, including Warzone, are probably just going to exist like this for quite a while. Yeah. I mean, Vanguard's not long been released. Unless they want to sweep Vanguard under the carpet because it wasn't as well received as some of the other more recent ones, and then start afresh and just have a, no. a new standalone no. that won't. No, Tom Parry, they will just they... bloat it out. You know this. Well, because Warzone's still a thing, isn't it? It's not like mm-hmm. they can retire Warzone. So, well, Warzone's still their focus, I suppose. Then this will be the way to play Call of Duty for a while. I think so, yeah, unfortunately. Hmm. Yeah. Well, there you go. Oh, well, mate, I'm sorry That's, to hear that. I'm sorry to end it on a bit of a bum note. No, um, I mean, hey, it is what it is. Like, if if that is the frustrations you feel, Tom Parry, we are here as the Tom Parry support group. That that was just venting, wasn't it? It was. I mean, we were saying that Twitter's a toxic place. <laughs> what could some of that I think that was reasonable criticism, though. No, I, d- I think so, too. Because I have no criticism of the actual game. It's just the uh, techniques employed in installing that game in order to play it, uh, which I, I disapprove of. No, makes sense. <laughs> if you have had frustrations with Call of Duty or want to complain about the Chrono Cross um, port to the Switch, you can do so in a variety of places, but not at... Uh, on our Twitter of uh, at TMA Cast, um, at Game Boy for me at Tom Parry Eleven. If you've got any Corona Cross complaints, give them to Tom. He loves he loves hearing about Corona Cross. Um, Corona Cross. Oh no, let's not go there. <laughs> let's not bring that into the world. Um, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Tom Attack. You can also find us in every place that you listen to a podcast. Tom Attack is there such as tomattack.com forward slash podcast blastprocess.com on iTunes, Stitcher and Spotify while you're there give us cheeky rate and subscribe etc etc Tom it's been lovely chatting oh, to you oh lovely it's always a pleasure I felt I really had to warm up into that episode I, I wasn't like brimming with excitement about any particular game this week so but um, said, by the end of it, I'm sort of, uh, you've revved me up. So We got there, yeah. No, ironically, I was very excited to talk about Grapple Dog. I think Grapple Dog's a good game. That's the positive note I'm going to end on. Yeah. But I still was like, ah, action platformer, several times. It's fine, Tom. That's how it goes. Anyway, hope you've enjoyed listening, everybody out there. And be sure, as always, to game on. Game on. <laughs>